A number of years ago, a movie came out by Pixar called Inside Out. And essentially what this movie is, is the inside of a teenage brain for 90 minutes, which many of you who have teenagers can realize that's a very scary thing. It's the story of a young girl who moves to a new town and in her brain, all of the different passions take on a actual character. So you have joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. And they all are the stereotypical understandings of what it means to experience those emotions, those passions, and they interplay. It's a very creative movie. And if you were just to watch it, you could see how the different passions work together to help the girl grow in emotional uh, knowledge and emotional intelligence, right? So she moves to a new town, all of a sudden joy, which was the presiding character in this young girl's life, everything was joyful. All of a sudden sadness starts to come into play and she's like, whoa, I don't want to be sad. Push it out of the way, right? But that's poor emotional intelligence. I don't want to be afraid. I would rather be joyful. So I'm just going to put joy away. But brothers and sisters, we know that each of the passions are important. If you were to watch a movie with a counselor or a psychologist, they'd be able to tell you, like, look at what this character's doing. That's teaching us about what it means to be experiencing fear and how that can be helpful. This is what shows us how sadness can actually help us deal with issues and grow as a person. It's a beautiful movie, right? So when we go through all these things, I think it touches to the fact that as a culture, if, anything, if you're anything like me, we're not exactly emotionally mature. For many of us, we get to the basic level and then that's just kind of it. Because I was praying with this gospel and we have a man who's experiencing great fear. So I was praying with fear. What does it mean to be afraid? Okay? When we grow up, fear is an important thing. Right? I can remember being close to an edge and all of a sudden you, the back of your legs start shooting up and you're like, oh my goodness, stay up away from the ledge. If you didn't have that, you could fall over. That'd be a bad thing. If you're afraid of you know, strangers, you could just walk off and go with someone. That's not a good thing to do, right? There's certain fears that they teach you what, how to stay safe, how to learn. But as you grow up, our emotions become more complicated. They can be financial situations. They can be illnesses in our family, things that are out of our control. You can't just step away from the ledge. And sometimes we don't know how to do. We don't know how to handle our emotions. We don't know how to organize our passions. And while maybe in the last 50, 100 years, uh, psychology and counseling have taken over, our understanding of the powers of the soul, that's a big term for you, the passions, Catholics have been talking about and through philosophy for hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years, right? In our catechism, it says that the emotions, the passions, in and of themselves, have no moral bearing. When you have a certain feeling, whether it's joy or sadness or disgust, anger or fear, in and of themselves, it's not good or bad. But how we respond is very important. So brothers and sisters, how do we respond when we are afraid. Fear is a part of life. I'm sure there's things that are going on in many of your lives for just being human that you're afraid. Maybe it's someone about to die, something at work, something concerning money, 
something, a task that we don't want to handle in our life. So when we have fear in our life, there's three things we cannot do, okay? The first one is we cannot lack in trust. Let's say that there's someone who wants to have Jesus be a bigger part in their life, but there's a problem with trust underneath that they don't actually think if they let other parts of their life, they let them go, that Jesus will actually be able to take over that part of their life, to give them everything they need to be fully living in that part of their life. This is a fear that many of us struggle with. This is something that I struggle with. Do I trust that God can be the source of everything that will fulfill my life? And when we don't, that's sin. We're obviously thinking in some sort of sin that this thing, this lie, this temptation, something from the evil one, is going to be able to satisfy me, whether this is temptations of the flesh, whether this is drink, whether this is food, money, fame, whatever the lie is, it all stems from the same fear that we don't trust that God can fulfill us. So maybe we want to invite Lord into our heart, but we're afraid. We're afraid to take that next step because we don't know if God's going to be there. So we never want to have that with fear. The second thing is pride. My goodness, I have been so terrible. The things I have done in my past are so bad that not even the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, can save me. Who do you think you are to say that? People say it all the time. I'm not worthy. I am so sinful that not even God can save me. Brothers and sisters, you're not that cool. Your sins aren't that interesting. And they're not that impressive, okay? The church has seen worse. So let's get over ourselves and recognize that the mercy of God is not that far away. I don't care what's going on in your past. What's happened in your life? The grace of the sacraments and the love of our Lord, it's not even comparable, right? And the third thing, brothers and sisters, is hopelessness, right? I think of, in my life, we had a dog. I love the dog. But we had uh, like, a, like a, a climb-in hole where you would store stuff. So you just lifted up a thing and you would go. It was like a basement in this old house. And whenever the dog would go up to the hole when we were like maybe getting Christmas decorations out, he would freeze, just absolutely freeze. Because even animals have these passions, right? His whole body would become rigid and he couldn't move and he didn't know what to do. He just would freeze. And how often does fear do that into our life? Where hopelessness takes over and we're just like, I don't even want to deal with it. I can't handle this illness in my family. I can't handle this problem at work. I can't handle this problem at school. I'm just gonna, God can't help me, whatever. I'll just let it go. I'm just not even gonna think about it. Maybe watch TV. That is not how you handle fear. But many people do that, brothers and sisters. I've done that. These are the lies, these false fears. So what do we do with fear, right? Because in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity to reflect. So what are the opposites of these? To trust. When we experience fear, to be able to go out and say, oh my goodness, 
This is going on in my life, but I know the Lord is greater than this. He can help me. I trust that whatever this is thing is going on in my life, he's going to be able to help me. He's going to be able to fulfill me. He's going to be able to help me get over this. That trust. And humility. Humility is always a good thing, right? The opposite of pride. When something is in our life, maybe we've made some bad decisions, maybe it's not of our own accord, but something happens and we're like, holy cow, I cannot do this. I need to humble myself right now, trusting that the Lord will help me do this. He's going to put people in your life. Maybe it's your brothers, sisters here in church. Maybe it's the priests. Maybe it's your family, your friends, and all humility to go to them and be able to say, I need help. I need that support. And the Holy Spirit working through them, working through you, will be able to help you get over that fear, whatever that task is. And third, that hope. To know that even if the Lord has opened 12 different doors for you and you said, nope, going the wrong way, nope, going the wrong way, he's always going to allow you to have another option. There's always another door. He's never giving up on you. I don't care what the situation is, how big the fear is, the obstacle, Jesus Christ is always there saying, no, yeah, you messed up, okay, but let's start another way. Let's create another door. Because brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, as St. Francis de Sales said, we must not fear fear. They're just emotions. They're just passions. They're our body telling us to stop and to look at our life. What's going on? What do I need to change? What do I need to remove? What do I need to do? And brothers and sisters, when we are not afraid of being afraid, when we recognize that the Holy Spirit is working in every aspect of our life, that the graces and the sacraments and the body of Christ and our brothers and sisters, our family and friends, that no matter what is going on, His grace always abounds. So do not fear fear, because our Lord might just be using fear in your life to be able to have you pause and turn and go to Him.